0: Hey, listeners, help rock the walls Stay free to listen to by completing this short anonymous survey, and you can walk away with a $100 Amazon gift card. It's going to take you no more than five minutes to complete, and your answers will help match the show with advertisers that best fit us sensibilities, and its listeners, which of course is you. Listeners who complete the survey will be entered to win a $100 Amazon gift card. We promise not to share or sell your email address, and we won't send you an email unless you win. Please go to adobe.com slash survey. That's adobe.com slash survey to take our survey and get a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card. Think of all the sweet things you could buy with $100 on Amazon literally endless thanks a lot guys and enjoy the show hey what's going on you are listening to rock the walls here on adobe radio i'm your host patrick walford on tonight's show we'll be speaking with aj channer vocalist of fire from the gods they just dropped their debut album narrative a couple weeks back on rise records just wrapped up a tour as well with otep and going to be heading a we Came As Romans and counterparts for some dates in late September and as well late October. So we talked all about that, recording their debut album with David Bendit, who you guys might know from producing uh, bands like Mice and Men and We Came As Romans, but as well, AJ's incredible journey to get here and all the hard work that's went into it. I really can't think of a better story of, uh, you know, hard work pays off. This is definitely an uh, absolute case in point for that. Hopefully you have had a great week so far. For myself, it's kind of been one of those weeks where you were 50, 60, 65 hours in a week, and you work six out of seven days of a week. So that is always a super fun time, let me tell you, But. What is even more fun is uh, getting to go and see my favorite band of all time, Motion City Soundtrack, play their final show ever tomorrow in Chicago. I'll be making an eight-hour drive each way starting tomorrow morning on Sunday morning. That is uh, going to be one hell of an Iron Man drive, I must say so myself, but as well, I'll be speaking with uh, Stick Your Guns, Knocked Loose, Wage War, uh, I the Mighty, and a whole whack of other bands that are just in this uh, next week or so. A lot of tours coming to Toronto. So very excited for that! If you have not yet, you can subscribe to the Rock the Walls Pi. If you have not yet, you can subscribe to the Rock the Walls podcast over on iTunes. All you have to do is go into iTunes, search Rock the Walls, the podcast will come up. Click subscribe, and you get podcasts right to your phone. As soon as they go up, if you missed any ones uh, so far as well, you can go and download them. Be sure to leave a rating and a comment if you uh, get the opportunity to, and uh, just enjoy, kids. You can also follow me over on Twitter and Facebook, at Rock the Walls. I mean, you just type in Rock the Walls and Google, and most of the stuff comes up, which is uh, pretty cool, and uh, something I definitely did not think would happen, starting the show all the way back in uh, February of 2009. We are going to get right into the interview right now, though, so without any further ado, this is my interview with AJ Channer, vocalist of Fire from the Gods, on Rock the Walls. You are listening to Rock the Walls here on IW Radio. I'm your host, Patrick Walford. Right now, we are joined by a band. that just dropped their album, Narrative, a couple weeks back. You can catch them out on tour coming up in a couple weeks with We Came as Romans and Counterparts. We are here with vocalist of Fire From The Gods, A.J. Channer. A.J., what's going on, man? You guys just uh, got off tour uh, just a little while ago with O.T.E.P., album dropping, and uh, just an overwhelmingly positive response, man. I just uh, how's everything been going?
1: Great, bro. Thanks for having us, man. What's up, everybody? What's going on? It's A.J. again, Fire From The Gods. So, yeah, we just got off a really cool tour, of the uh, Equal rights, Equal Left tour with O.T.E.P. and uh, Doll Skin. And during the course of that tour, Right before the tour, we dropped a video called Excuse Me off of Narrative. And then towards the back end of the tour, we released the the full-length record narrative. And like you said, the response has been great. I mean, the tour was awesome. You know, even with just Excuse Me being out, there were a lot of people that came out each night that were looking to hear fire from the Gods. I mean, we uh, we started getting some uh, spins on Sirius XM radio, uh, on Octane we were included in the test drive, we got listed as the Accelerator, which I guess is, you know, the the top spot for a new band to be on uh, as far as a new tune uh, being being played on, on, on XM and Internet Radio. And then there's just been a lot of love from, you know, radio stations such as yourself, you know, Internet uh, radio stations with various publications. And then the General public seemed to really be digging the, the record. They were really into Excuse Me. And, you know, from the start, when excuse me drop you know it's got this rap hardcore vibe to it so everyone kind of is like man is this another rap band a rap metal band and you know then you hear the rest of the record and you see there's a little bit more than just uh rap metal and and, uh, a little bit of hardcore We've, we've got a little bit more to offer as a band so again you know with with releasing excuse me and that has been out for about a month month and a half and then the record coming out it it didn't hurt the attention that the that the band was getting from excuse me, the phone length, everyone was kinda of feeling it, man. So uh, you, you know, we're pretty stoked. in this <clears throat> we're gonna be out with WeCar and uh Weekend's Romans and counterparts for a few of uh We headlining dates while you know, some uh, what they call it, I guess off players and such when they're gonna be out with uh with Parkway Drive and then we'll be doing a bunch of headlining dates with them. So uh, we're pretty stoked, man. We're really happy about the attention that the record is getting, and just stoked to really keep going and, and, and get a lot of work done and share our music and our craft with the world, so to speak.
0: Yeah, man, definitely for sure. Now, for you guys, a lot of people might not know, but uh, you, you guys have been around for a couple. You guys won uh, the Sumerian Record uh, tour that they did, and you guys got to do a whole headlining run with that. Um, and, you know, just as far as getting signed to Rise Records, I mean, uh, just coming up, you know, 2013, 2014, you know, you guys were playing with bands like Norma Jean, Ice Nine Kills, Attila, Icy Stars, you know, bands that you guys are now, uh, you know, getting to go out on the road and tour with, you know, within those uh, genres of bands. So, I mean, for, for you guys and uh, just all the hard work over these past couple of years and uh, really having it kind of. Uh, all come together with this debut album narrative, man. I mean, as you said, I mean, people here, excuse me, and they might just think, oh, like you said, it's just another rap metal band. But you hear this album front to back, and it's one of the most diverse, unique, and awesome heavy records uh, I think I've heard not only this year but in a very long time. You know, this isn't this isn't anything that you can put into one genre of music. You guys do so much different on this record um, that I, I really think it, it, it's something that. Is so awesome, and something that the scene really needs right now is a uh, you know a band who doesn't give a shit about genre boundaries or anything like that, and uh, being pigeonholed into a genre. You know, you guys uh, just uh, do what feels right, and uh, I think it really comes through not only uh, with uh, the instrumentation but also the lyrics on the album. Thanks. Uh, you
1: know, that's that's kind of one of the uh, the main things we wanted to get we wanted to express with that. We didn't want to be defined by genres. You know. When it comes to genres, the last few years that seems to be like the the thing for for having metal for having music fans. It seems to be you know in order for it to make sense to a listener, the, the, the music they have to familiarize it with something. So you know there's Meshuggah, and then all these quote unquote gent bands came out in, over the last five years or so, and everyone was like, okay, well you know it sounds like Meshuggah, or it's got that that sound, that guitar tone to it. So let's classify it as this gent thing. Mm-hmm. Or let's classify this as hardcore, you know, because of whatever sort of, you know, fashions are associated with the scene or whatever sort of ideas and, you know, uh, sort of uh, philosophies are associated with a particular scene. Let's deem it as that. Whereas I think, you know, heavy music deserves a little bit more respect than that, than the fans maybe give it. And I'm not discrediting people's taste in music, nor am I discrediting what they that it offers and the freedom that it offers for fans to really get into it man and be like you know it, it's heavy it moves soft i like it and that's that's what it's all about you know what i'm saying and i think people have a little bit more fun when we when we start thinking that way instead of being so pigeonholed into what we only want to hear or what we think is the best form of music and, and fire from the God isn't so to speak trying to carry a flag or break a mold. it's just we want to fit in as a lover, heavy band, and
0: that's it. Now, when it came to the recording of this album, and, and you guys just uh, doing all the different stuff and whatnot, uh, just uh, who exactly did you guys uh, choose to produce the album, and uh, how much of a factor do you feel that, that really fell uh, felt in kind of the, the process of uh, this album coming together? Or was it one of those situations <laughs> where you guys had this all pre pro out and had a very good idea of what you uh, were going to be recording going into the studio?
1: You know, the, the recording process was very different for, on this record for us. Typically, everything that Fire from the Gods did before that was done with uh, only with Robbie Joyner and Black Book Sound in Houston, Texas. Uh, you know, the previous EP that Fire from the Gods had come out with, uh, Politically Incorrect, was all done with Robbie Joyner. And the original uh, version of Pretenders that we wrote and recorded with Robbie Joyner and were actually debuted when we uh, announced that we had time to rise, which technically that was the first single off of Narrative because of a version of it on Narrative we actually did with Robbie. Now, um, when it came to recording Narrative, we had a very small window, but that window afforded a very good opportunity for us, which was to go and record with David Bender. Was actually you know a Canadian like yourself from from Toronto, but based here in New Jersey, uh, we got to to go out and jam with with, with uh, Bendis out in New Jersey at House of Loud. Wrote a bunch of songs. Everything wasn't pre up. There might have been, I think we had only three songs that were done that we could we considered to be done. And uh, you know once we got to Jersey, you know David was like well you know, there's a lot we can do here to improve these songs, the three that we had. And then we had seven songs that we had to basically finish writing and track and record. So we, and that was all done in a span of about 40 days. We had, we had about a month and like 10 days to, to finish and record track and finish writing narrative. And we did that over the holidays from twenty. 2015 to 2016. Uh, the guys flew out to Jersey. I was living in New York at the time. I lived in Brooklyn up until May of this year. So I was living in New York. And so it was convenient for me because I was already on the East Coast. And in New York, in proximity to New Jersey, it's really close. Uh, we're talking about 30 to 40-minute travel time. And uh, so they was there, man. And, and he was just like, you know, here's some music. Here's an idea of what you guys can go with and what typically what we had done with Robbie up until then was more like traditional metalcore and you know we had songs like Pretenders and we had composition already written and that was the style that we were going for you know more uh, you know we recorded everything kind of the way like more metalcore bands sounded you know we were going in the the vein of say a Devil Wears Prada or uh, a Mantis Mayfire Uh, Even earlier mice and men and you know, there was no pressure on on the band to do anything They you know rise and say hey, this is what we want you to write This is the kind of sound that we want you to go with It was just like basically you're going in with David Bendis who is this award-winning producer and see what you can do And you know that had a tremendous effect on the record and the outcome because Bendis is like, you know I I have I get a different vibe from you guys than what producing and i think that vibe was more of more or less what we really wanted to go with you know like songs like end transmission we had no idea we were going to write a song like that and again there was no like pressure to write a melodic song that appealed to radio or even with excuse me there was no like you know let's write a radio hit there was nothing of the sort so it just all happened naturally
0: Uh, for yourself vocally with, with you doing so much uh, different stuff on this album man um, just very dynamic in some songs you know just uh, you know singing pretty much uh, you know songs like End Transmission where obviously there's uh, heavier songs like Excuse Me you know where you're rapping um, doing some screaming and whatnot, and uh, a bunch of other songs on the record you know a song like Composition I think the, the bridge in that song is uh, just so awesome man so I mean for yourself um, was this something where you had all this kind of stuff in mind or was this, uh, you know, David uh, kind of challenging you to try different things on this record and uh, maybe putting uh, a vocal delivery on something that maybe you would have done a different way had you not uh, worked with him?
1: Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, composition was one of the songs that we had, we had written, but we, we definitely changed up the chorus a lot when we had the original version of the song. it was just a lot of screaming. A lot of like aggressive vocals, and you changed it up a lot, man. After working with with David and with and Transmission and, and and songs like that, you know that wasn't so much in my comfort zone as far as being a vocalist because you know I'm a, I'm a metal guy and I'm a hardcore dude. So I was like, you know, let's let's write a metal record, let's write a heavy record, and you know, our uh, Richie, our drummer, is an amazing songwriter, and he had wrote this song, uh, and Transmission. I mean, there, there wasn't. He didn't have the uh, the name. The name came when we finally finished recording it, but he had he wrote the music for it, and everyone was just, like, astounded by it, but we didn't know really what we were going to do with it. We were like, this is really good music. I knew, it I was like, okay, man, I can sing. You know, let's, let's, let's try singing on this thing. And the first time we, we tried, I tried, like, singing and what I had written, I wasn't really feeling it, but everyone was like, yeah, let's go with that. That's great, you know, and you know, and, and and Richie had an idea of how he wanted to the song the, the sort of feel that he had for the song. And under being under the tutelage of, of David Bendis and, and Bobby Joyner as the uh, you know, producers of the record, you know, it, it really helped that we had um that we we pushed ourselves and that we pushed each other and that they pushed me. To, to do it because I, I was against it. I was against some of it. I was like, man, no, let's write a metal record. This is a heavy record. Let's do what we came up with, what we set out to do. And I was like, no, no, let's try this. And then we went with it and it worked.
0: And, and, and it ultimately worked. We will be back talking more with AJ Channer, vocalist of Fire from the Gods, but first, off of their brand new album narrative, it is composition on Rock the Walls. <laughs>
2: I said you left your feather machine and then you died Suck in a maze with no plan Searching for the essence of what, how and why I'm so sick of the bullshit I play myself to millions of excuses I feel stronger now. I feel like I can conquer the world now. If I get it, I get it. by I grind it by the sweat of my brow, I'm bit wiser now. And the world is only getting colder. I evolve a little further, but still looking over my shoulder. And it ain't over. I assemble all on my strength to move these boulders. I'm on the side of a mountain shouting. I'm getting louder. Fuck destiny, you'll never get the best of me. I'm a chest
0: To get back to the show in just a second but you can help rock the wall stay free to listen to by completing this short anonymous survey and you can walk away with a hundred dollar amazon gift card it's going to take you no more than five minutes and your answers will help match the show with advertisers that best fit the sensibilities of the show and its listeners which of course is you listeners who complete the survey will be entered to win a hundred dollar Amazon gift card. Think of all the sweet things that you could buy with that money. We promise not to share or sell your email address and we won't send you an email unless you win. Please go to idobicom survey. That's idobicom survey to take the survey and get a chance to win $100 in Amazon gift card. Thanks guys. And let's get back to the show. We're here talking with AJ Channer. He is vocalist of Fire from the Gods. Go and check out their brand new album, Narrative, which just dropped a couple of weeks back on Rise Records. You can catch him out on the road with We Came as Romans and Counterparts coming up in a couple of weeks. And then they uh, have a break and some dates and uh, then are playing in late October with uh, We Car and Counterparts again. Now, for yourself, AJ, uh, you know, lyrically on this album, man, um, touching base Uh-oh. on a lot of stuff. Uh, that's, uh, you know, personal to yourself, but I think a lot of issues that uh, bands are maybe afraid to talk about. You know, you guys uh, get very political on this record. Um, I, I I really feel like in, in this day and age and what's going on, uh, it's pretty surprising that more bands are not writing more about the current issues and what's going on in the world. Um, I don't know if you feel the same way about that, but um, it, t- to me, it just feels like it in the time that we're in right now, uh, you would think that more political music within uh, kind of the heavy genres uh, would be coming out more than ever now. You know what I mean?
1: For sure. Uh, Do I think people should be a little bit more conscious about what's going on in in their lives and what's going on uh, socially and especially here in the States? Uh, I think, yeah, you know, maybe people should be a little bit more conscious and people should have a voice. But the... The beauty about our music, and, and what I mean by our music, I mean heavy music in general, and, and the people that listen to heavy music, the mm-hmm. people that write heavy music, there's a lot more artistic freedom yeah. in uh, what we do. You know, the, it, It's not so much like a pop record where you're, like, you're told, you know, someone, 57 writers come together and have the song, and they say, okay, we think Tw- Taylor Swift can sing the song, and someone else puts a bit out there and says, no, actually, I think Justin Bieber can sing the song. Well, you know what it's maybe a little bit more edgy let's get rihanna to sing this song nothing like that happens in our type of music yeah, yeah you have producers that write songs and they offer them to bands and say hey you want this, this song yeah stuff like that happens but it, we're afforded uh we're afforded our artistic freedom and like i said you know Rye's never said hey write about political stuff my background from where i come from i, I come from a family that you know, I was raised on the teachings of Marcus Garvey. I was raised on the teachings of Martin Luther King and Malcolm X and and, and Gandhi even and, and even Lenin and Bob Marley and, and, and uh, you know, uh, Nelson Mandela and Desmond Tutu and, and these great these names, you know, uh, even Mugabe and, you know, these great leaders of, 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 in, in modern times and these great civil rights activists. So I was brought up in an environment that cultivated that thirst for that knowledge and that thirst for say social justice, so to speak, I know that that that's a moniker that people don't really like to go with these days because it sounds like, oh well, here's another person talking about uh, social issues. No one really wants to hear that. Won't you give me that bang and beat again, bro? You know, it's like I, I grew up in an, in 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 a family and an environment that that uh, laid the foundation for the way I feel today. And it, it's with the issues here in the states as far as racism and. You know, gender equality and just social freedoms and, and, and equality for all. You know, as speaking on points and you know, songs like "Excuse Me" and songs like "Public Enemy," and even composition and 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 mo- many of the other tracks on the record. You know, it's like you have to kind of. I couldn't, I could not speak about that. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It, it's just how I am. And do I think? And is a band like Attila going to come out with a record like that? Absolutely not. Do I think Franz should talk about that? If he doesn't want to, no. Fuck it, man. You know, if that's yeah. not what you were, if that's not what you're about, fine. Mm-hmm. You know, Rage Against the Machine had a very political, uh, a very political ide- ideology and a very political message. Lamb God had a very political message in, in, in on some of their records, you know. So there's a there's a uh, dynamic between, say, those two types of bands. And I think, Fire from the gods, we kind of sit right there in the, in the middle, because a lot of the, the record was written about a lot of my personal issues. And, you know, I had to write from a a real place. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't want to write about, you know, glitz and glamour, as I, as I like to put it, when I've never really experienced that. You know, I, I, I come from a... I come from a middle-class a middle family and, and, you know, on the lower end of the spectrum, you know, I was never really, you know, I, I've seen a lot in life, but at the same time, I had to write from a real place, a true place, from the heart. And I think that a lot of people relate to that. And that's why, you know, some of the songs mean so much to certain people and why they're, they're, they're such a positive response. Because not only are they, you know, they're heavy and people want to hear heavy music or, or good hard rock. But at the same time I think people relate with the message and and yeah, the the message was important um, on on uh, narrative. Do I think everyone should should have their own message? Yeah, they should have their own message. But if it's not something that they really want to talk about or it's not their forte to speak about political issues or social issues, then hey man, to reach their own. Yeah. But uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm definitely if it's what I feel I shared on uh, my heart and, and my mind if I feel in my heart of hearts that I should t- talk about something, I definitely will, man. You know, I'm a black dude in metal, so I've already I'm already at a not a disadvantage, but I'm already in a particular kind of uh, uh, uh box, so to speak. So and and I have to, to live up to that and and be the guy that and the person that I that I need to be and wanna be.
0: Yeah, man. A hundred percent. Now feel you've kind of personally been tra- treated kind of differently? Are people surprised that you're uh, a vocalist of a metal band? Like, do, are they just like, oh, wow, I, I didn't think that you'd be doing something like that. Like, I thought you'd be writing different kind of music. Like, do you ever get that? Or do you find uh, just kind of uh, with what, what you guys have been doing and the touring and the shows that everyone's pretty open-minded? Because I, I, I don't, you know what I mean? To, to me it's, yeah. it's not something that's surprising but i mean every, everyone's kind of you know what i mean different.
1: generally generally the, the attitude that i get from a lot of people at shows people are generally open-minded but well, yeah. you do get places that you go where people are like what the hell are you doing here or you know they'll look at you a certain way and look at the way you're dressed and wouldn't expect you to be the guy that gets up there on the mic and and, and starts singing like that or you know it, it's It's just the way the world works. You know, I I used to be, I've been in many metal bands and I was in a a hardcore band back in um, 04, 05. And we used to tour a lot. We toured in in the southern part of the States, in in America. And, you know, certain places wouldn't let me in because it was their policy or, you know, they didn't get a lot of black folk in the area. So they were like, what are you doing here? And Mm -hmm. then I'd like, I'm in the band. And they'd be like, yeah, oh, what are you, the bass player, the drummer? And then I'd sing, and I'd be the vocalist, and they'd be like, oh, shit. You know, what the hell just happened? And you've got to kind of deal with that ignorance, and I've accepted that. You know, I I know what it's all about. I know where it comes from. But I've got to go out there and just be like, this is what I do. I am who I am, and you either take it or leave it. And a a lot of people, they take it. You know, they're like, holy shit. You know, um, have I been called a nigger before? At a show? Yeah, I have. Uh, did I did I sweat it? I didn't get all crazy about it and want to fight somebody. But, you know, that's what sounds like public enemy about. It's like, you know, judging before people even give you a chance to speak. And, yes, it has more of a a uh, sort of relationship between our government and relationship between, say, law enforcement. But it, it rings true for every situation you are in life, you know, me, as a metal, I've always, and everyone always says, this, we're a big family, you know what I'm saying? And, and and you know how it is, like, when you look a certain way and people look at you with a the, with the metal shirt on or some band somewhere, and they, they look at you like you've got six heads, and they think you're a devil worshiper, but at the same time you're a really cool person who probably has a little bit more compassion than, say, with the person that's looking at you pointing the finger. You know, look at the Spice Icon, man. Those guys used to play these brutalized death metal uh, festivals and, you know, their style or the way they dressed is a little bit different, you know? The way Alex dressed is a little bit different and people used to always question their authenticity as a death metal band because of the way that two vocalists look. And I used to think that was bullshit, man. let them look however way they want to look, man. The music's heavy as hell. It's awesome music. You know they, who cares about the way someone looks or what race they are? You know what I'm saying. As long as it's dope and it's heavy, we need to walk out, and we need a little bit more of that in the scene. But generally, people are a little bit, more, a little bit more open-minded, especially on an on an O-Tour. I mean, that she's all about, you know, open-mindedness and equality. The tour was called Equal Rights, Equal Left, so there wasn't that much of a problem on that tour. But there's a, there, I have issues when I go to certain places, but it's all good, man. You know, because I know who I am and I know what I came to do. And like I said, I got a job to do. and I'm, I'm going to do that job no matter who says what and no matter who looks at me like, well, you're a black dude. You know, I mean, it's like, have you not ever heard of Chill Switch Engage? Have you not seen Seven Ducks before? You know, like, relax. Have you not seen Suffocation? We've got two black dudes in that band. We're one of the best death metal bands in the world. You know, it's like, yeah. relax. No one's going to bite. Or no one's going to be different because we're we are black and we are in the metal,
0: like, take it easy. Exactly. To, to, to me, it's just, it's kind of mind-blowing, uh, you know, in 2016, that, that, it's, that it's even still a thing, you know what I mean? For sure.
1: For sure. I know exactly what you mean. But it's getting better, man, you know? Yeah. I, I come from a very diverse city in New York City, and the scene has always been very diverse, you know, from the, the early hardcore days, the punk days, there's always been Latinos, blacks, whites, asians talk everyone you know because new york city is such a quote-unquote melting pot yeah. that you know you it's unavoidable you can't go to a show and just see like well there's only white people well, as, as opposed to when you go and play in the midwest and there's only white people there so people yeah. think like oh well who's this band or what are you doing it's not a it's not out of the ordinary where i come from you know
0: yeah We're here talking with AJ Channer. He is vocalist of Fire From The Gods here on Rock The Walls. They just dropped their album, Narrative, which you can pick up right now. It's out on Rise Records. Now, AJ, as far as it goes with touring plans coming up for you guys, um, uh, doing those dates at the end of September with uh, We Car and Counterparts and then uh, some dates at the end of October, Uh, what are you guys going to be doing uh, for the rest of the fall uh, with the record just dropped?
1: Man, we we, do, we got a couple things coming up. Um, and you know, not at liberty to say it. a bunch of things are still being worked out. So you know, I don't want to uh, go and spoil the surprise for anybody. But uh November, seems that there's going to be some stuff late, late fall, right before the holidays. and after the holidays. Twenty seventeen is going to be a big, a big uh, year for us. So we'll we'll be doing a lot of the, you know, the normal festivals, and we're, we're trying to get uh with some, you know, obviously some more. Uh, some bigger tours out there towards the latter half of that year and get out to get abroad a little bit, get to Europe and such. So that's all being talked about and worked on, man. And that's just another thing that we're just really just keeping a, a wide eye about, you know, just being yeah. very open-minded to what comes our way. But uh, you, you'll definitely hear a lot about, about more tours and such um, and possibly some stuff up by your way, man. We'd love to to, to see you guys out there in Canada and, and everyone that's listening to uh this, this broadcast we'll, we'll, we've got some stuff coming up man and you know we'll, we'll definitely uh be announcing more dates very soon
0: now now for yourself uh whether it's heavy music or any other uh, kinds of music uh what are you kind of listening to uh these days whether uh it was uh when you guys were right on the road with otep or uh, now that you're back at home
1: man everything dude i listen i listen to a ton of reggae i listen to a ton of hardcore man i love i love king Eight Ten. <laughs> that's kind of one of my guilty pleasures man so nice. i i they just drop a new record i listen to a ton of punk man and a lot of like hardcore uh bands like new bands like knock loose and really killing it yeah. i've been checking them out a lot sila just dropped the record you know I'm, I'm a new york guy so i'm pretty cool with the dudes in Siler. Nice. um i lived in england for a long time so you know I, i'm really heavy into uh like young guns and a, a lot of bands that are coming up out of England. Don Broco is, is one of our big, our, our, our faves out there right now. A lot yeah. of the guys in the band are pretty juiced on, uh, on Don Broco, so we listen to that a lot. Jameson's really into like the 1975, so I'm forced to hear that all the time. <laughs> but, uh, other, and, and Richie's Rich from Germany, man. So Richie listens to a lot of like German hip-hop. Obviously, we don't speak German, so we don't know what they're saying, but Yo it bumps, you know what I'm saying?
0: And our boy is really into it, so we listen to that a lot. That's awesome, man. Uh now, uh we were talk we were talking about him earlier. you mentioned uh France from Attila. I don't know if you saw uh yesterday he posted that tomorrow, meaning today, Friday, uh he was gonna post a public right. apology. Uh did you get a chance to check out that new song yet or no?
1: Yeah, I checked it out, man. <laughs> I, I knew exactly. I, didn't, I knew yeah. what he like, oh well, I'm sorry. I'm cleaning up my lifestyle. There's nothing really to clean up. He is what he is. Yeah,
0: exactly. That's what I respect
1: about the dude. You know?
0: Yeah.
1: Unapologetic. Well, I respect about people that they're unapologetic about who they are. Yeah. And if, if that's who you are, and you live up to being who you are, you got to respect that. You know what I'm saying? It, it's not a fraud, and it, it's not, it's not a, uh, he's not—he's not a—he's not faking it. He is what he is, man, and he, he's saying that. And it's like, yo, know, if you, you take it and leave it. I mean, I, I thought it was a little, you know, marketing ploy oh, I'm sorry, yeah. Come on,
2: dude.
1: yeah. <laughs> Whatever. We yeah, ain't sorry about shit, dude. You know, you because you, you, you want to give you want to give somebody else the finger right now. All right, do your <laughs> thing, man. You know, so you got to let him live, but yeah. I checked out, man. It kind of reminds me of, but uh, on a funny tip though, it does remind me of uh, when uh, Tommy Lee did "Message of Mayhem." Yeah, reminds me that a
0: little bit. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh Like that naked song when. Yeah, I, I can definitely hear it, because well, when I first heard it, I was like, man, that that sounds re- like this sounds really familiar, but uh, but I, I couldn't quite uh, put a finger on it.
1: Yeah, exactly. It, it totally reminds me of um, Method of Mayhem, and that was kind of like Tommy Lee's coming out, like, you know, I don't give a shit, this yeah. is who I am, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, you know, and whatever, man. Yeah, Like, again, whatever floats your boat, man, that's the beauty about having music, you can do whatever the hell you want.
0: Exactly, man. And, and, and to me, it's just, it, it's kind of in a bit of a way of th- a throwback, just kind of, you know, fuck everything. We're going to do whatever we're going to say and do whatever we want. And you, you got to respect them for that. I mean, Attila's is uh, a band that's always, you know, done their own thing. You know, it's not like all of a sudden, they just kind of came up with this thing. And it's all of a sudden, they're like stick, you know, if you listen to all the records yeah, from the first it. one to their current to their most recent one, man, you know, it's just uh, in your face, you know what I mean? and, and getting, getting wild and letting people know that this is what we went for. And it's what's up, man. Yeah, man. I, you know? I agree 100%. We will be back to wrap things up with AJ, vocalist of Fire From the Gods. But first off of their new album, Narrative, this is End Transmission on Rock the Walls. with A.J. Channer, He is vocalist of Fire From The Gods here on Rock The Walls. They just dropped their album Narrative which you can pick up right now. It's out on Rise Records. Now, just talking about, you know, living in New York, the band being based out of Austin, Texas, I gotta ask them, man, uh, how exactly did you guys get connected?
1: I've been in Fire From The Gods. As you said, Fire From The Gods has been around for a while. Yeah. Um, since about 07, and there's been multiple variations and lineup changes and different uh, you, you know, different versions of Fire from the Gods. This latest version, though, which obviously we're all so much, you know, I think everyone's a lot happier with, which has been uh, the last 18 months to two years. Uh, I was living in New York City, and I was in a band called uh, Ashes Within. We were, we had signed a developmental deal with Sumerian via the same program that Fire from the Gods had got discovered or fired from the guns, I got recruited through and, and scouted through. The Head Bank for the Highway program, which was a battle of the bands held nationwide for bands looking to get into the industry. And it started with uh, Sumerian Records offering a contract. And Ashes Within had gone to L.A. fired many rounds of Battle of the bands and ultimately won a developmental deal from Sumerians. The person that ran the program, the gentleman by the name of David Dickens, you know, the program was called Headbanks for the Highway, owned and operated by Sumerian Records. But it was more of a, like I said, developmental uh, sort of program, helping bands that were actually getting overlooked, you know, via whatever means they were uh, being overlooked. But these, these bands were really good and a lot of them went on to be offered contracts. There's still so some bands out there that are in talks with Sumerian that are on their way to becoming full fledged bands and getting, you know, uh, announced and going on to, to working. But Fire from the Gods had a vocalist that wasn't really into what they were doing as far as trying to get out there and work and tour and stuff. And Ashes Within was kind of petering out. We were we weren't having a very good relationship with the with the label. And, it, you know, both sides, were just, it wasn't working. So David uh, Dickens, who ultimately managed Fire from the Gods, who manages Fire from the Gods currently, said, you know, I have this band, AJ, and I think you should definitely check them out. They're from Austin. Um, and things aren't really working with with Ashley Within once you go try out for this band because they, they're not working out with their vocalist. So, you know, I, I flew down to Austin, met the guys, we jammed. We, we played some of their music, and they were like, yeah, this is sweet, man, let's keep it going. And that was about two years ago, and we've been a band since since then. And so that, that, that's kind of how it happened. And we traded files as far as music was concerned, like writing new music and the way we, we were going to be, you know, the way we were going to uh, write this record. We traded files for a long time. We ended up touring extensively, playing over 200 shows, before we, we ultimately got signed, it took a, it didn't, you know, uh, we didn't just get put together and say, here, package to a label. We, we, we yeah. put the work in, you know, and I had been touring for years with other bands. I toured with Ashes Within, I, I toured as a merch guy, I toured as a tour manager. I, I sang for a band called Money Motive that toured the, uh, the States extensively before. So the experience was there. It was just, you know, everyone had to find the right formula to ultimately succeed. And Fire From The Dog existed and had such a good following in Austin. It was, you know, no one wanted to see this band just peter out and not really uh, not really go out there and pick a, have a really good go at it. So, you know, it, it, it worked, man. We, we wrote a couple songs, uh, presented them to the label. The label saw that we were out working. We had played fest. Two years in a row, for thousands of people, we were invited back when we played the first time because we did so well. So it, it it was like you know we were making our own our own path, and wise got wind of it and was like, hey man, let's give this band a shot, and it worked. We, we wrote narratives, and so it's like you know I'm gonna move to Austin and, and really put my heart my heart my my heart and soul into making fire from the gods, the band that uh I ultimately get involved in that like, succeeds, and uh it, it's working thus far man so you know we're, we're at the beginning of a of a long and prosperous journey hopefully
0: yeah man uh with the uh success of the album so far as any indication um i i think i think we're gonna we're gonna see you guys for years to come <laughs> awesome man thank you now- no, no. With that, having you know toured so much and you know really kind of you know done a little bit of everything out on the road. I mean, you know, touring uh, for for the first time with Fire from the Gods. You know, it, doing these big tours with bands like Otep and Wee Car. I mean, for you guys, it isn't as if this is a new thing. You know, you guys are, are seasoned in doing it. So I mean, in, in a way, for yourself, it, it, does this kind of feel you know like we're finally there? Now it's just a matter of you know, keeping it going and just uh, kicking ass and just making sure uh, everybody knows who Fire From The Gods are.
1: Oh yeah, 100%, man. It's, at this point, it's all about just maintaining and just growing from here because we we did have, you know, we, we went into it with experience, you know. A lot of bands, and these days, you know, people just want to start a career on the internet and have this Tremendous success because they've got so many likes via Facebook or so many views via YouTube, and not have a clue what it's like to actually go out there and play your songs and go out there and tour. You know, we didn't want we didn't want to be that guy. We made sure that we we worked hard and we we got this via our own means and on our by our own volition, so to speak. So you know. The, the experience in touring that we all had, you know, because Fire From the Gods has has been around for a while and toured forever. You know, they did a record with, they did an EP with uh, uh, Tim Lundises before he uh, went into, before he was incarcerated. That's right. um, Sweet Lasting Revenge, which is a phenomenal metalcore uh, record, man, they, uh, they went out there in, in LA and, and worked with them and toured after that and you know toured some more and played more shows and ultimately you know we are where we are today so yeah, we, we're, we're planning to to definitely be around for a while and use utilize the experience that we had because it, it's really hard when you don't when you go in there expecting certain reactions and expecting a certain outcome like a lot of these bands do because they don't really go out with any experience. And then when they meet the harsh conditions that the road <laughs> offers, you know, it's not all glitz and drama. They say 1980, man. You don't just get into a bus and then you show up to a place and you're playing with Metallica. It doesn't happen like that anymore. Yeah. You really got to go out there
0: and work for it. Oh, 100%, man. I, I would say that, that that's kind of <laughs> w- one of the biggest things about, uh, you know, bands uh, kind of making that jump from uh, being a local band to, being a full-time touring band, it's a a super big jump, and a a lot of people, I think, they get this idea, you know, um, if we just go and record an EP, uh, make it sound super good, and have merch and sick promo photos, they're going to want to sign us, like, it doesn't work like that at all, and I don't know, uh, kind of, how they get this idea of that, you know what I mean? I I think maybe, in a way, maybe social media is to blame with, uh, you know, them just seeing all the... You know, kind of highlight reel of what uh, that's kind of what I like to call it. You know, the highlight reel of, uh, you know, everyone's kind of lives on there, kind of, you know, bragging a bit, uh, whatever sick stuff they're doing with their band. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. I
1: like how you explain that. The highlight reel is exactly it. You know, guys are like, man, well, this band's out there doing this, this band's out there doing that. And, uh, you know, we want that, but no one sees. The, the show that you played when you played for the bartender and his cat. No one sees, you know what I'm saying? No one sees the show where there are ten people. They only see the shows where there's three hundred or four hundred or a thousand, and they think that well, right off the bat, if i write a banging EP or uh, two banging tracks, someone's gonna see me. And you know that really doesn't that doesn't really happen. You know it doesn't happen like that. There's a lot of marketing. No matter how much marketing you put into a, to a record or how much marketing you put into a band, if they play live and it blows because they've never played their songs ever, it's going to show. And people are going to get found out. And that happens a lot. It happens so much out there. And, uh, you know, we, from from day one, we were like, we're going to work. We're going to tour. We're going to hone our craft. And it only helped to make, to help solidify us as a band. And when we finally and ultimately went into record narrative, It showed that, yeah, we were a bit inexperienced in the studio and working with such a high-profile producer, but as far as being musicians and as far as being knowing and having a goal, there was never uh, a doubt in our minds or a doubt in anyone else's mind that we weren't doing the right thing. Everything we sent to the label, they were like, holy shit, yeah, go with it, you know?
0: Yeah. Now, for yourself when you're off tour, man, I mean, for you guys, obviously, uh, you know, looking to this next little bit, uh, you, you guys are going to have a, a pretty busy touring schedule coming up. But as far as just uh, when you're at home, man, uh, do you just kind of chill out? Um, you know, are you, are you working a job as well when you're off tour or uh, just uh, kind of uh, writing more music at this point? Yeah, man, you know,
1: I've got a couple of projects that I work on, you know, I'm working with a few bands uh, behind the scenes right now helping some guys get, uh, get out there and, and get their stuff ready to be seen by a few labels. But uh, I'm a huge soccer fan, huge sports fan, so I watch football, like, nonstop. And what I mean by, you know, I say football for soccer, um, I watch mostly, mostly every day. You know, I try to watch a little bit of football and keep on with, 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 uh, with the news. So yeah. uh, that's kind of my thing. I play a lot. I play maybe, I play on average two or three times a week. So um, you know, I, I'm pretty busy, man. You know, I don't just like veg out, you know, like yeah. some people do, just sit there and just play video games all day. I haven't done, I haven't done that off tour in years, yeah, in a while. Since between touring and writing, then I did stuff like that. But, but uh, this last tour was super long, man. So yeah. we were out for about a month and a half, five weeks, and that took a lot out of us. So we definitely needed to uh, kick back, to it in a little R and R. But we, we were right back at it and played a really killer show. Um, as far as our uh, for the, the record release, man out, out here in Austin it was super packed at the Gator dog nice. down on Sixth Street, uh, had a blast, man. So we were right back at it, played some of the new stuff, played uh, songs that we typically didn't play. We have played play in transmission live, so we you know, we practiced, rehearsed it and uh, in spite of doubt, stuff like that off the record. So we're just incorporating a little bit more into our set as well. So we've been practicing a lot and getting, you know, just basically holding our chops, you know. Some of these other guys are out there right now. You know, Mark Luce is out, uh, going to be out real soon. Silo's out right now with, um, with, with Nine. So, you know, there's are just pretty busy touring centers for a lot of our homies out there. And we're just kind of, you know, falling back, just getting ready to, 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 to put our foot on the pedal and get, and moving to so the last bit of this year and
0: early 2017 you know get hit the ground running uh, that, that's awesome to hear man and uh, just just signing to rise records for, for you guys was uh, that a case of you guys uh having pretenders recorded and them uh, hearing past material or uh did you guys have a, a couple other songs that you uh kind of presented to them and they uh uh came to you guys and wanted to sign you
1: yeah, we had a, we had a few songs. We had we had the three songs that we were, you know, we were like, okay, we're gonna go with these and we're gonna put them on a record, and we were gonna release them uh, as just independent tracks as singles. And Rise heard it and was, and was like, no, no, we, we want to work with this band, and you know, they they got wind of our uh, touring schedule and stuff like that, and they're like, okay, this band's already out working, fine, perfect, you know, and uh, I think. Even like when Craig had heard, Craig the owner of rise, he had heard composition. I think that was kind of what really like uh, pushed, pushed the uh, the envelope for him and pushed it over the edge because I think it was the unique sound that he was really interested in. Um, Pretenders, you know, is there completed and done, and he was like, "That's a cool song," but um, you know, we're, we're into something else. We're into, into what this band can produce, and we had some pre pro and stuff that we had put together. That they, uh, that they heard, and they were like, yeah, this is kick-ass, man. Let's go with this. Let's announce, uh, get everything together, which took a couple months, you know, let's all the, you know, the promos stuff together, and then when it came, when we fully signed after all the back-and-forth between lawyers and such, then it was like, uh, you know, let's get them into the studio. We were in the middle of a tour, so it wasn't going to happen until we were done touring, and we found time. And the... Opportunity to record with Dungus as I said before, was a, was a kind of a just opportunity that kind of almost fell into our laps. The label had worked with him before because he did Of uh, Mice and Men, uh last two records, and he had worked with uh, Craig and some other stuff. And you know, Bunghaus was very is very well known throughout our scene. Uh, and you know, Of Mice was supposed to be in there when Fire from the Guard was in there, and because of unfortunate circumstances, because of uh, Austin's surgery, I believe that kind of postponed their time in the studio. So the time opened up, and you know, lo and behold, we were about to write a record, and the label said, "Hey, you know, why don't we send fire from the dogs in there?" And it's it's worked out. It worked out tremendously, man. You know, I think back now, and I'm always like, man, man it could have been real easy. That how that could not have worked out. And we could still be reading a writing record and such. But it, it, it worked out for us, man. And, and uh we're, we're super stoked on it. Like, you know, I mean I can't say enough how excited you are know, with playing new songs, to play new songs and you know the, the response that we records received.
0: You know, we couldn't be any happier. Now kind of uh working on uh th- this new set list coming up uh for upcoming tours, man, um what kind of new songs are, uh, you know, you personally or uh, maybe guys in the band are uh, kind of wanting to add into the set off the new record?
1: Uh, everyone's into, like, the, the real big tracks, like In Transmission and stuff like that. You know, I still want to keep it super heavy, so I'm like, you know, let's wait. But, um, you know, we'll be playing, we'll, we'll most likely be definitely playing Excuse Me, you know, it's a song that everyone wants to hear. It's yeah. on the radio, so we kind of have an, we're obligated to play it, but, um you know we, we never played in of doubt live and it's a kind of a song that i'm falling in love with and the guys are kind of slowly falling in love with so you know we'll probably be going to be throwing that into the uh into the mix uh and then we've got we've got a cover that we're working on man and that i won't tell you about but we've got a cover that we're, we're putting together and uh we're going to be playing that soon as well we'll definitely be playing that on tour
0: Hell yeah, man. I I definitely can't wait to hear it and find out what it is. AJ, as far as uh, where you'd like uh, people to go and pick up Narrative, uh, whether they want to pick up a physical copy or uh, digitally, uh, where would you like them to go to uh, pick up the brand new album?
1: Uh, I know in certain parts of the States there's Best Buy, there's FYEs, Merch Now online, because they've got really decent bundles and you can get a shirt, you can get a cassette tape, of narratives and a couple stickers, but uh, man, you know whatever floats your vote, man. If you ain't got any money, man, steal the fucking record. I don't give a shit. You know what I'm saying? I want to eat, but at the same time, I think people should be should listen to music. So you know, if you got some bread, do your thing. Go out there and buy it. And if you can't, you know, find a homie and record it. Make a mixtape like we used to do back in the old days.
0: AJ, thanks a lot for joining me on Rock the Walls tonight, man. I really appreciate it for your time. And one of the things I like to do with the bands that I interview is I get them to choose uh, two songs from their catalog they want the listeners to hear. Or you know what, this interview's gone pretty long, so if you want to pick uh, three songs for the listeners to hear.
1: Okay, cool, cool. Um, yo, obviously, you know, play. Excuse me. I want people to really, you know, play the version. I think people need to get in love, fall in love with that song. That song's heavy as hell, and and uh, transmission, man. That's
0: a that's a banger. Hell yeah, man! Sounds good. And a and a third song, or d- did you want me to pick a third one? No, I'll
1: leave it to you, man. What's your favorite song
0: off the record? I don't know, man. It, it it's a tough one. There, there's a couple. I I really enjoy Public Enemy, um, Evolve, uh, and Transmission, yeah. as, as you mentioned. Composition. Uh There's really so many. If if I'm being completely honest. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Yeah,
1: man. So whatever your discussion, my man. Whatever
0: floats your boat, dude. AJ, uh, thanks a lot for the interview, man, and uh, really stoked to hopefully uh, see you guys up here in Canada real soon. All right, my man. Take care. Go and check out their brand new album, Narrative. It's out now on Rise Records. They have a music video for the song that you can check out right now. It's Fire From The Gods, Excuse Me, on Rock The Walls. (laughs)
2: Got revolutions sound, Call up the second emancipation, break these chains and let me out. It's not violence I'm on a buff, but my info still hits the ground. Lower that go, put down the whip, take a step back and me out. I am fanatic, employ your inner tactics. Open up this local automatic, i put holes in your rhetoric. It's archaic, kind of chaotic, all of barbaric. But yet you said that you swear by it, and I'll be readily, steadily waiting for a just to reason. The devil is a liar. I will not be- Shotgun for
0: excuse me on rock the walls that is off of their debut album narrative which they just dropped a couple weeks back on rise records you guys can catch them in the midwest at the end of september playing some dates with we came as romans and counterparts and then as well uh, towards the end of october they have uh, three or four additional dates um uh, kind of routing around that uh, parkway drive tour that both uh, we came as romans and counterparts are going to be on so a uh, real cool chance for those guys to uh, play to some very big audience, that is for sure. And as well, uh, who knows, we could be finding it a bit more uh, Fire from the Gods touring plans uh, coming up over this next little bit. So uh, very interested to hopefully see those guys up here in Canada real soon as they have uh, yet to come up here for a show. So uh, really looking forward to uh, seeing them step foot on Canadian soil for the first time. A very special thanks goes out to AJ from Fire From The Gods for joining me on the show tonight. On next week's show, we will be speaking with the guys and Stick To Your Guns talking all about their brand new EP they're going to be dropping next Friday, Better Ash Than Dust. It's going to be coming out on Pure Noise Records, and they are headlining right now, only about eight days into their tour uh, headlining tour at that with uh, straight from the path expire and knocked loose. Uh, so uh, very stoked to see those guys in Toronto coming up in uh, just a couple of days. I have been your host, Patrick Walford. You have yourselves a great week. Be sure to follow me over on Twitter and Facebook at rock and facebook.com slash rock You guys have yourselves a good one. And always remember to listen loud.